You're in the right place. Hello, I'm Dan Harris. Hi, and I'm Claudia Kostler. You're over here, over there. Welcome to Over Here, Over There, a global conversation about how we see others and others see us. I'm Dan Harris. I'm going to hand this over to my podcast colleague, Claudia Kussler, senior editor at the Süddeutsche Zeitung in Germany, who will tell us in a moment what's on her mind this week. But first, as a reminder, you can follow us on social media and contact us via our website at overhereoverthere.org. We'd love to hear from you. And please don't forget to subscribe and tell everyone about the podcast. And now, without further ado, over to Claudia. Hello, and welcome back to Over Here, Over There. I'm Claudia journalist and editor by profession, and podcaster by passion. Today, I'm neither here nor there, but I definitely wish I'd be over there. If this doesn't make sense, bear with me. I'm not a native English speaker, as you know by now. But what I'm trying to say is that my longing for being somewhere else is in full bloom. We Germans even have specific words for that. There is Heimweh, which means the longing for being at home, and Fernweh, which is the longing for being somewhere else or abroad. I admit it, my Fernweh is getting chronic. Now, if you are anywhere in the world apart from Germany, you might not understand. As Germany, as tiny as it might be on a map, is of course an economic powerhouse in the world and politically quite influential and a key player. Its landscape is extremely diverse, from rugged coastlines in the north to the lovely vineyards of the Rhine valleys to the spectacular alpine regions of southern Bavaria, towns and cities that couldn't be more different in its charm and architecture. And then there is the social and political system we have developed and nurtured over the last 60, 70 years, which is, yeah, well, arguably one of the best in the world in regards to social benefits and welfare and health care. But dark clouds are brewing over that, and this is definitely going to be a podcast on its own very soon. Even though I know so many other people and nations are looking envious on our welfare system, I'll need more time to go into that and explain why it is not all that golden as it might look from outside. But today... I'll talk about something else, but maybe rather typical, at least in my eyes. How to survive German charm. I know what you're thinking. That is a contradiction in terms. Well, Germans, charm? Well, yeah, maybe you know even some Germans and have grown rather fond of them. Bless you, cherish those friends. I'm sure they are brilliant and mean well. Albeit sometimes they might be a bit direct or even accidentally rude. Well, my podcast co-host Dan Harris knows a thing or two about that, thanks to me. But, well, you know, at least your friends, they will probably have a heart of gold, I'm sure. Overall, I can say that there are places where the clocks are ticking differently. And that is not necessarily always a remote island. It can be right smack in the middle of the heart of Europe let's say, in a little beautiful village in the Bavarian Alps, where I am at home. We sometimes call the region the Oberland, which means highland, and the so-called Oberland charm is notorious. 
as is the one in Berlin, by the way, and loads of other places. Even though the foothills of the Alps are a popular residential area with a constant influx of people from beyond the region, there seems to be a space-time continuum because the Oberland charm still exists. Let me tell you one little story. I had recently returned from the States. You can criticize the US with its politics, but it still is a country where the service industry is highly valued and small talk is an integral part of everyday life. Plus, I always find that English is spoken slightly higher. It sits differently in my throat, not as chestily deep, and it tends to end on a higher note, which makes it sound a bit more, well, jolly. Anyway, I had spent a longer time there. In a way, I was accustomed to some of its ways, but I had returned home and wanted to celebrate that with a gathering for friends. When I returned home, I had all necessary things to nibble and drink, but I lacked napkins. So I went out quickly to the nearest supermarket to get some. I found them in the last aisle, and I had the choice between neo-yellow, kermit green, and some floral ones. As I picked them out, I noticed in the corner of my eye that the employee at the till had her eyes on me. There wasn't any other customer, so she kept her eyes on me as I walked towards the checkout counter and walked and walked and walked. Finally, I arrived at the checkout counter, cracked a smile, said hello, put the napkins on the belt. She looked at me, then at the napkins, then again at me and finally said, well, no, not hello, not good evening. She said, Congratulations, you managed to find the ugliest. Boom, back home, there I was. Now, I bet you think, well, you find those kind of people everywhere. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. But I could counter that with a comparison of being greeted with, Hello, good morning, what could I get you, love? I have heard that so often in the UK and the US. In contrast to the unbeatable was wins, which is the dialect version of what you want, the most typical way of being greeted in a Bavarian shop. But I'll tell you another story. To cushion the blow of being back home, I went to a rather upmarket restaurant with other friends. Let's call it that. The couple at the neighboring table had definitely dressed up for the special evening. The silverware was neatly draped on the tablecloth. The napkins were artfully folded, and a real candle was burning in a slim, small vase. The staff, no less dressed up, waiters in smart livery bustling around. The waiter turned on his heel and brought them their order, but he also delivered the bill. Time is money, he said to the couple, as he cashed up before they had even swallowed the first bite. When he finally succeeded with his fast food method and left, The guests shrugged their shoulders and put the restaurant employee's strangely hectic behavior into perspective. Well, I guess the clocks work differently here. Yeah, might be that time is a relative, as we all remember from Einstein's theories. But I guess that this way of interacting with others kind of result in a permanent spiral downwards. If you are not friendly, at some point the other one the one addressed like that, will stop it too. 
I don't want to bore you, but one more episode. When I was a kid and about to be schooled, I was the first to be enrolled in a newly built school. I was proud as can be, and the ceremony had special guests, there among a high-ranking politician. We kids were individually called on stage to get some sort of commemorative plaque. And there I was, the happiest kid you can imagine, being proud, beaming and skipping happily on stage to get mine. The politician looked at me, five-year-old, saw me smile and said in front of everyone in the auditorium, Life will teach you not to smile. I sometimes wonder if he was right, if life has taught me that. But then I find myself working hard to prove him wrong, still. And luckily, I found a cure when things get tough. I detox abroad. So thank you, world, that the happy kid still survives. Thank you and stay happy, healthy and please friendly. You never know if it's just a small talk for you or a vital cure for someone else. Bye. Thanks, Claudia. Thanks to you out there for listening. If you have feedback on today's or previous episodes, please let us know on social media and our website, overhereoverthere.org, where you can also find our Patreon page. Please don't forget to subscribe and tell good people like yourselves about the podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening to Over Here, Over There. Over Here.